Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show continuing on. So, Ben, I'm sitting here uh, during the break, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to check out Augusta and uh, the weather. Right now, it's not bad. But it, it, and there's really, for the entire state of Georgia, other than a very, very northern portion, there's not much. But what the Weather Channel is showing is that about 2.30-ish, 2.30 to 3 o'clock, there is going to be a line off the tail end of the, uh, the, the front that's going through the country. Uh, through that uh, southeastern portion of the country that goes all the way up to the uh, all the way up east coast, that there's going to be a, a like a, a line of pop-ups that are going to take place, and it's just it's basically going to pop up right over, uh, right over uh, uh, Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, I think it's that same storm that all the tornadoes and such that yeah have been going through the but Midwest. like all the stuff that's down in Hattiesburg and down in Mississippi and all of that. There's that line that's behind it. But it looks like that's what it's going to be, that that's it's just going to pop up. It's not going to be uh, it's not like some line that you can track all the way across the country. It's just going to start popping up because of the heat and humidity there. But it's just it's weird. It's just there. And then it runs all the way diagonally down, say, through Macon, Georgia and and such um, as it moves, you know, west to east. But or, you know, southwest to northeast. But, yeah, it looks like it's just going to come out of nowhere, at least if you run the radar and the future radar. Because right now there's nothing. There's nothing down there. Nothing in that area. 877-867-1670. William says, uh, by the way, um, hard pass on Jalen Carter. A lack of character means a lack of reliability. No. I don't want him. Would you take Jalen Carter, Ben? Would you take a, a shot at him? Yes. All right, 15 easily. Easily. But I don't think he gets there. I think uh, there was actually a report I saw come up on my phone a, a little while ago that the Seahawks, Bears, and Eagles are the most likely landing spots. And that's, I think, for him, number for five, number nine, and number ten. Yeah. I uh, And I said this earlier in the week. Part of me, and I know I can get – I know this is going to be the prediction sure to go wrong. So after the draft is over and after the first year of the NFL of his rookie season, I'm sure I'm going to get crucified for this. So put it in your calendar. But part of me hopes that the Packers don't have to make that decision. Because if somebody takes him ahead of time, then he's off the board. You don't even have to worry about it. Whereas if he's on the board and you take him, I, I, I'm getting flashbacks of Cletus Hunt. You know, where he's going to come in like a ball of fire, man, and just light it up, get a contract, and then just go away. Or he just comes in and just completely flames out. One of the two. You take him while he's the ball of fire, but once you pay him, then it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, you're strapped with that for a while. He definitely but. feels like a guy that I would not be in favor of trading up to get. So it feels as though, yeah, right? the decision will likely be made by other teams for the Packers. Right. Yep. Yep, no no doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, our buddy Nick says, hey, Bill, spoke with Uncle Ernie last night. Ernie Betts out there in uh, Viroqua and WVRQ. He said, I'm hoping to see you guys in Viroqua Hills. Uh, Ernie said the foursomes are almost sold out. Uh, that's what we hear. If you want to get your foursome, uh, they are coming very close to selling out. Now, yesterday there was 27 of them sold. We talked about this at the beginning of the program. 27 of those foursomes. There's 36 total available. Um 
so they feel like that's a comfortable amount. But um, it's Saturday, May 6th, and if you want to get a foursome in, even if you're a single or just a pair and you want to play and they'll pair you up with two other people, call 608-637-7615, 608-637-7615, and that's Viroqua Hills Golf Course. It's a beautiful golf course. Uh, it's it's kind of like a little hidden gem in the middle of the state but or the western portion of the state. But uh, as much as when, like when we go to Rice Lake and we love Turtleback, Turtleback is a beautiful course that nobody talks about. And Viroqua Hills is kind of like that. It's just one of those really nice courses nobody talks about. But we're going to have a fun time coming up Saturday, May 6th. So call them 608-637-7615. But uh, there's only, I don't know, I'm going to guesstimate, say, maybe six to seven foursomes left, and that's it. And then it's sold out. Uh, William says, and don't forget, Jalen Carter refused to meet with any teams who aren't picking in the top ten. What a clown. If I'm a, a GM, he's not even on my board. Brandy says, Jalen Carter, don't forget, struggled at his pro day, out of shape, showed up at 323 pounds. He was, uh, yeah, he, there, it was notable because he was, what, 25 pounds overweight. And in some of the drills, he struggled to, he struggled to finish. It, I mean, it, it looks like he ended the season, got into some trouble. Uh, he did okay at the Combine. And then took some time off and just is figuring I'm top ten, so to hell with it. You know, when he didn't get uh, when he didn't get the cuff slapped on him, and he f- figured out it's a misdemeanor and he's not going doing any jail time or anything, and his his legal team did a wonder. Um, that was it. It was like he just said, "Okay, I'm here. I'm a, I've arrived. I'm good to go." And you're right; it does make me nervous. Pac fan says uh, rain is going to be to bring a 30 to 35 degree temperature drop i would assume he's he's meaning in augusta or if he means it's going to be 30 to 35 degrees oof but i would assume you mean 30 to 35 degree drop but yeah it's it's going to plummet the weather is going to become an issue in augusta georgia no doubt uh let's get over 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 you want to hit us up and give us a call please feel free bill writes uh, hey guys uh, all the talk about what the compensation be, should be for Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be commensurate upon when Aaron Rodgers plays a second season or even a third season. Uh, what do the Packers get if he plays a third year for the New York Jets? I don't even think that's part of the conversation at this point. I don't. Ben, do you see him play? I don't see him playing three years in New York. I think he's going to play one, maybe two. That's where I'm at, too. Yep. Yeah. I would lean I, towards one, especially because yeah, I think I, it'll be a good year. I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl, but I think it'll be good enough to go yeah. out on the high note. I don't see him playing. If he plays beyond this year, it's one more year. And then maybe he makes that announcement to say, this is it. This is going to be my final season, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes on the the Aaron Rodgers you know, farewell tour. But and I could see him doing that, like Brady. Brady, you knew it was coming to the end. You just didn't know which year it was. So everybody was coming out to see Brady one more time. This could be the last time we see Tom Brady. Okay, that's that's why people are going out to see him. I would assume you're going to get the same thing this year out of Aaron Rodgers. But if he makes the announcement official, then it is the the farewell tour of the soak up the adulation tour, which I wouldn't put it past him. To be honest with you, wouldn't put it past him. 877-867-1670. Joe Barry, uh, this is from uh, Art. Art says, Joe Barry has got to go. Why in the world 
Did the Packers brass not make Matt LaFleur get rid of this clown? He is going to be the detriment to this team, and he is the ultimate downfall of the Green Bay Packers with this young quarterback. The young quarterback in Jordan Love deserves better. Um, I don't know. I, I wish I was a fly on the wall for those meetings. I got to think that going into this season, Joe Barry is on the hot seat. I, I think, is Matt LaFleur on the hot seat this year? Ben, if say this team finishes six and ten, is Matt Lafleur gone? I don't think so. I think his seat is—it's not cool. I'd call it a bit warm, yeah. but unless it's a complete disaster and only because of coaching, right? There, there's so many ways to go six and ten, right? And I don't think that I, would I, lead to a change. I think if the play calling remained the same. As if, if if it's more Lafleur's play calling than it is what we saw at Aaron Rodgers. If we still see Jordan Love and shotgun continuously and throwing deep on third and one and all the things that we saw at a Rodgers, either Jordan Love picked up a lot of bad habits, or this truly is the Matt Lafleur offense. If those scenarios put this team in a bad situation to where they lose games, then I could see Matt Lafleur getting canned, but. I think if they go six and ten, and it's just that Jordan Love struggles, say the defense gets nicked up and they're giving up points, and the offense is pretty similar to what it was last year, and they struggle to score points, then I can see Matt Lafleur getting another year. I think the I I think the the depending on how he looks, I think the 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 hot seat, if you will, would probably get hotter for Gutekunst than it would for Jordan Love. I just, I don't know, just my opinion. But if Jordan Love, say, goes 8-9, and nine, Packers go 8-9, and nine, he has some good passes, he'd make some rookie mistakes. Uh, the offense looks like it's got a, a, a semblance of, of rhythm to it. The defense plays pretty well. Then I think it's kind of status quo coming back because then you're just looking for the betterment of the team and for the rest of these young guys to start to grow together. But it, I agree with you that if this if this goes south for whatever reason, suppose the offense is actually pretty good, and the defense is atrocious and continues to give up points, and and we see the same things that we saw this past season, then I I certainly could see an immediate firing of Joe Barry, and that's when the finger gets wagged at Matt Lafleur, saying you hung on to this guy. I don't think Matt Lafleur goes, but I think Matt Lafleur is then put on notice. You hung on to this guy when everybody else said it's time to get rid of him. You wanted him. And this is what you ended up doing. You cost us the possibility of going to the postseason. Then I think that could possibly be um, Joe Barry would be gone, and that would also really heat up the seat of one Matt Lafleur as well. I just, but it's it's how you lose. It's how you lose and how you win. Uh, this is uh, this is from Kendall. Kendall says, "Who's going to be the kicker this coming season?" Don't know. They're probably going to bring in a host of guys, and M- Mason Crosby's still sitting out there. I don't think it's going to be Mason at this point. Otherwise, they would have probably signed him. But I think what they're going to do is they're going to hedge their bets. They're going to bring in a host of young legs. Mason's going to stay in shape. They probably talk to him. And if they find somebody better than Mason, then they'll, they'll, they'll sign him for a lot less money. Otherwise, Mason comes riding through the doors and says, here you go, and, and he, he kicks. But they're, they're, you're, what you're trying to do is find a guy that can both kick field goals and kick off. Because Mason, um, the leg strength just didn't seem to be there this year. He did have a couple of touchbacks, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't consistent. 
but you, you, I wasn't real sure uh, when it came to the consistency of touchbacks as to what it is that specifically the Packers were doing under Rich Bisaccia because their coverage was pretty good. So you wondered if they were kicking to the goal line and corner kicking like they did uh, quite a few times this year and trying then coverage-wise to pin them back five or six or seven or eight, nine yards deeper than the 25. But it's nice if you just got somebody that consistently can, you know, zip it out of the end zone or deep into the end zone. So I, I don't know what the what the plan was for Basaccia. He did not get into the details of how many times they did this or this. But that would be something interesting maybe to, to sit down with Rich and say, hey, you know, how many times did you call for kick, coverage kicks versus, versus, you know, just booted touchbacks? Or what is your preference as a special teams coordinator? Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. Going to come back. Got a whole lot more coming up. Uh, we are uh, just enjoying a good Friday, and hopefully you are as well. If you are going to be out and about, you want to check out the game tonight and watch the sunset. Is uh, not a lot of clouds in the area. Maybe out there on Pewaukee Lake, Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. That's the place to go. Right there on Prospect Avenue, and uh, that uh, that outside deck kind of faces off to the west a little bit, so you get to see the sun go down over the water. Not a bad way to go. Check out our friends at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. On this Friday, I can't believe two hours have gone by already. It's flying past today. And it's just been like a potpourri of stuff. So we got a little bit of an update coming up here shortly out of New York. And uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but joining us now over on uh, over on the hotline, our guy Rob Reichel is here. Uh, talk a little bit more from Forbes.com, Conley Media as well, covering the Packers. Rob, how you been? Happy Easter. I've been great. Happy Easter to you, Billy. So let's start off with the drama that is and where the stalemate is. Give me your thoughts as to what you figure fair compensation for a former MVP and a guy that they're putting all the eggs in one basket would be for a guy that may only play one year. Well, and he also might play three or four. You know, what what mm-hmm. else is he going to do? He doesn't have a wife and kids and things like that, Billy, to, to, to drag him away from football. He still is 39, and... He's only a year removed from being the MVP. So, I mean, there's obviously risk on both sides. You know, I, I, I'll be I'll be honest. I mean, when it, when it's all said and done, I think the compensation is either going to be that 13th pick uh, in, in round one, Bill, and, and maybe some uh, spare parts in 2024 based on how Aaron plays in, in 2023 if he does eventually come back to the Jets. Um, or, you know, a, equivalent of a first-round draft pick, Billy, you know, a couple of twos or something like that, and then, and then um, again, 2024 compensation based on how 2023 goes. Now, now I will say this, based on you know what 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 the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford, what what Denver gave up for for Russell Wilson. I, I get it; it's not apples to apples. Um, but you know, neither one of those guys has quite the resume that Aaron did, and, and we know how much both sides there. You know, the Rams first, and then Denver second gave up for those quarterbacks. I, I think we may look back someday. And, and history could judge this and say Green Bay did not get enough 
for Aaron Rodgers if it turns out to be a couple of twos or something like that. And then, you know, maybe a fifth or a third or whatever it turns out to be in 2024. Um, I, I, Bill, I, I, I think the trade is almost done. I think they're just waiting across some T's and dots some I's. I, you know, I, I think if the draft Billy was seven o'clock tonight, we, we'd know by four o'clock that the trade was completed. You, you know, Andrew Brandt always used to say, and he, he kind of coined this phrase that that deadline spur action. And, yeah. and that's, what's going to happen here. We're, we're, we're going to see this thing maybe drag out over the next couple of weeks as, as each side hopes the other one blinks a little bit early, but we're going to get to the draft uh, weekend bill on the 27th and, you know, maybe the 25th, 6th, early on the 27th, this trade will be completed and, and the Aaron Rodgers chapter and Aaron Green Bay will be over. So now moving forward, uh, I have said that you need my top five, pretty much in order, is a tight end, a wide receiver, another big body on the defensive front, maybe an outside edge rusher, and then somebody in the defensive backfield is my top five, pretty much in that order, Rob. is is that Would that be yours, or is there a different way you would go? Can't argue with you. No, I, 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 I'm with you that wideout and tight end almost have to top the draft board because, I mean, Brian, let's be honest, Brian Gutekunst has put his, you know, high knee on the line with this one, Bill. And, you know, first of all, drafting Jordan Love three years ago, trading up to do it, and, and then eventually turning the page from a Hall of Fame quarterback, that he has to give this guy far more weapons than exist right now over at 1265. And, Right now, Bill, they've got a wide receiver room with only four guys. You know, really only two of them have done anything. You know, we've, we've, we've got you've got Dubs coming back with 42 catches from a year ago, Watson with 41, and that's your one and two right now in the room, Bill, and then you, you really don't have anything else. I mean, you've got Samari Toure, and, you know, again, he did virtually nothing next year, last year, and then a guy who's never caught a pass in Cotton. So those, those are your four wide receivers. You lost your best tight end, obviously, with Tunyon. You you can't go to battle in September with as little as they have in those two rooms right now, Bill. So I, I you know, we, we all know the stat, right? Javon Walker, last first round wide receiver taken twenty one years ago. It makes me it makes me feel old, Bill, that that was two thousand and two. Right. I remember it like it was yesterday when they brought Javon to town. And you know, Green Bay sitting there at fifteen. I certainly think, Bill, there's a legitimate chance they also add the thirteenth pick from the Jets or at least something in the second round. And they're going to have a chance, you know, to, to go early wide receiver, early tight end. I'm with you a thousand percent on those two positions, kind of being one and two on on the need board. Um, the offensive line, I think, is in decent shape. They obviously have a nice running back duo with Jones and Dylan, but you've got to get some more pass catchers for Jordan Love, and and I think that's the, the direction that they go. Now, you're right, Bill. They're, they're thin on the defensive line. Um, I'm not sure they have a safety right now on the roster who's, you know, starting caliber worthy. And as we wait and find out, you know, what, what Rashawn Gary is going to be in 2023 in terms of when he can get back timeline wise from that ACL, I'm with you a thousand percent edge rusher is a need that they've got to go get one of those. Um, and then Bill, don't forget too. I mean, they're going to need a couple more quarterbacks still on the roster. It's Jordan Love and Danny right. Etling right now. And, and you're, you're being pretty careless or, you know, uh, certainly risky going to camp if, if Danny Etling, a guy who's been cut by eight different teams and had a stint in the Canadian Football League a couple of years ago, if, if he winds up being your backup. So, so Billy, I, I could see them going quarterback certainly on that second day, which is round two and three, um, and, and, and add a backup uh, for Jordan Love kind of from the draft. And then 
maybe fishing back into the draft, you know, for round six or seven and adding adding another quarterback, much like they did back in 2008, Bill, when they took Brian Brom and Matt Flynn. Do you uh, do you like Stetson Bennett? Do you think he would be – because he's not going to be a first-round draft choice. Uh, we don't know how far he's going to fall, but do you like Stetson Bennett? I don't. Um, I don't. I don't like his measurables. I don't like 5'11 quarterbacks in general, Bill. And, again, I, I don't know how exactly he fits you know, with, 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 Matt LaFleur, with what Matt LaFleur does. I mean, I, I get it. He's an all-time winner, and he's got some of these intangibles and things like that. But, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, it's a league typically, you know, where, where size, strength, speed, and all these things, they, they measure every year at the combine and, um, you know, put these players with all these multiple tests to. That, that eventually wins the day. And, I mean, heart can only carry you so far. Um, I, again, there's a lot to like about Bennett, but he's probably a guy who's on a roster as the number three, and 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 you're certainly hoping you don't have to play him. I I, I think Green Bay Bill is going to have a chance, um, you know, to 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 really, um, especially if they go fishing early, you know, in in that second round. I mean, obviously they're not gonna they're not gonna make a play for guys like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson or anybody like that because. Now you set yourself up with a quarterback controversy, uh, you know, certainly with, within a year. So they're not going to go high in the draft on a quarterback. But, you know, if, if they go middle of the second round and take a kid like Hendon Hooker from Tennessee who's coming off that ACL and he's got a, you know, he, he becomes Jordan Love's backup. I, I think those are two guys, for example, Bill, with real similar skill sets and physical traits where if, if Love would go down at some point in time and, and you'd have to plug Hooker in, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're not totally revamping the offense and throwing out a third of the playbook or something like that because the quarterback can't do some of the things they've asked Jordan Love, Jordan Love to do. Um, you know, Hooker's going to have, I, th- I think, some of the same skill set. He's a guy I really like for them, Bill, in, in round two, and, and you let him get well and, and recover. And, and, th- and then I think they're going to have some options, you know, maybe later on in the draft. You'll see some of these guys slip into round six and seven. You know, the, the guys like Tanner McKee, maybe from Stanford, or Aiden Cannell, probably a fourth, fifth-round pick, the, the Purdue kid. Somebody like that. I, I like those guys, Bill, more than, than Stetson Bennett. And, and I certainly think Brian Gutekunst is going to go down that road and add one, if not two, quarterbacks. Um, I want to talk to you real quick about the uh, the Packers currently on, on the roster. You talked about the secondary, Tavarius Moore. Do you like him coming in and kind of taking over the Adrian Amos spot? I don't know enough, Bill. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I really don't. He, he, you know, he's, he's largely been That's a fair. special teams guy, right? I mean, on on this one, we we just we just don't have a large enough body of work. San Francisco's been deep at that position. They haven't asked him to to go out and and, and play those spots a, a great deal. He's you know he's kind of headlined their their special team stuff. And and we're talking about a guy. I I think he came into the league in 2018, Bill, as a third rounder, if if, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and he, and he just doesn't doesn't have that large of a body of work. I, I, I get what they're doing there. They're, they're going to give him the first crack at it. Um, I, you know, the, the, I, I think they're going to try to salvage Darnell Savage. I, but, but, Bill, I do think they're going to add a safety or two pretty high in this draft, and, and maybe it turns out to be that guy, whoever it is, competes with Moore for, you know, for one of those spots in the back. Um, you know, right now, I guess, Billy, I mean, if, if they had to go play a game Sunday here on April 9th, um, Moore is your guy, um, but again, he he just he might be a fallback option, Bill, and and a guy who ends up being your third or fourth safety, and again, one of the captains of your special teams because they've done a lot of really good things and continue to do them. 
with, with these special teams units. And I, and I think they're only going to get, you know, excuse me, Billy, better and better. Keyshawn Nixon obviously comes back. They resigned Levitt, things like that. I, you know, Carpenter's going to have a more of an impact, I think, next year. They've got some really key core guys, um, you know, right now locked up on special teams. I, I think Brian Gutekunst is going to be aggressive in the draft, Billy, in terms of finding safeties. And, uh, you know, worst-case scenario, Moore is your third safety and, uh, you know, in, and, and winds up being, you know, one of the keys on your special teams. Um, and and best-case scenario, if he absolutely shines in training camp, Billy, you've got a guy that maybe you can insert as a, as, as a starter and, and, you, and, you've, and you've turned over that position and, and saved yourself a, a lot of money because we know Adrian Amos was getting paid about $9 million a year last year. The uh, the the rumor that possibly the 49ers could jump into this mix. Do you believe it? I do not. No, I, I do not whatsoever. I mean, I guess anything's possible, right? In 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 2023, all you got to do is put on the news every night and see that, right? But uh, right. Um, oh, Billy, I, I I think that was floated by the team. Um, they 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 found a radio guy in New York who who ran with the story and and was was happy to get it out there to promote his own name and and maybe his own career. Um, and, and again, I, I, I just I think that was a piece of the puzzle Green Bay was using uh, to potentially get this trade done maybe a little bit sooner to put some heat on, you know, on um, on the Jets and Joe Douglas to, to try to get this thing moving along. I, I still think, Bill, at the end of the day, the Packers and the Jets are married to each other here. I, I think it would be bad business on either side. If they bailed at this point in time, I, I think it'd be a bad look for either side. And, 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 and like I said, Billy, I, I think they're extremely close and, you know, one's just waiting for the other one to budge, you know, slightly. I mean, I, I remember talking to Ron Wolf about the Brett Favre trade, you know, Billy back in the day. And he, you know, he made that with his pal, Ken Herrick down in Atlanta 30 plus years ago. And, you know, Wolf said he called them up every single day and they were close almost every single day. It was just, you know, coming off that two, and whatever else and making it a one and you know finally wolf blinked and he said fine i'll I'll give you the one and you know but they were talking consistently throughout the trade and you know every day or two and i i think green bay is you know gutekunst is probably doing a similar thing right now with douglas one of them's just waiting you know for the other one to blink or fold that poker hand and say fine let's get this thing done and and like Mm -hmm. i said i i I don't think we'll have a lot of movement in the next say 14 days i i still think you know, this this will be a hot button topic on your show for a couple of weeks, and then as we you know as we get within seventy two hours or less of the draft, this thing gets this thing gets finalized. The uh, and we're talking with Rob Reichel, uh, Forbes dot com, Conley Media covers the Packers, written numerous books regarding the Packers as well. The uh, the coming up with uh, this season. Jordan Love, we don't know necessarily what he's going to give us, but I, we were talking about this earlier. Let's say the record is eight and nine, nine and eight. Uh, but God forbid it's you know seven and ten or you know six and eleven. Is, is there hot seats going into this season at all, or is this just let's just wait and see where the chips fall, and then make some decisions? You know, maybe hot seats going into the next season because I get a sense that because of all the tumultuousness, everybody maybe short of Joe Barry is pretty much safe going into this season and going into even next season. Do you? Billy, I think unless they're say two and fifteen, four and thirteen, something like that, I, I think these guys are going to be safe. I mean, remember they 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 both just signed you know pretty hefty extensions in the last right. twelve months, and you know that they're, they're, they're I I think they're going to be around for a while. I, the people have short memories, Bill, but you know for the twenty two year old kid who has forgotten this already, and 
you know, um, you know, pays homage to Aaron Rodgers, you know, every single night. Don't I mean? Don't forget, Aaron took over a thirteen and three team from two thousand seven, one that was an overtime away from going to a Super Bowl, um, and and they went from thirteen and three, Billy, to six and ten. It was it mm-hmm. was a seven game drop. It was the greatest drop in franchise history, and Billy, that that team brought back twenty of twenty two starters. Um, so it, it was the exact same football team that Aaron Rodgers inherited that Brett Favre had gone to battle with, you know, in, in 2007. And even in 2008, Bill, they, they were four and four at the turn. And then they got hot and they went seven and one down the stretch and finished 11 and five. So, I mean, it was, it was 24 games into Aaron's career as a starter before things really started to click in green Bay. And I, and Bill, in, in, in today's NFL, I mean, I, I think you need that. I, I think you need two full seasons to really get a gauge on if a guy is going to be your quarterback long-term. And I, I think after two years, you know, um, but I, I, I don't, you know, I don't think we're going to know fully on Jordan Love after, for example, the 2023 season, um, unless he absolutely comes out and plays like Patrick Mahomes did in his first year. And, and the odds of that are obviously astronomical. Um, I, I think it's going to be middle of the second year that Jordan Love is a, is a starter. So let's say middle of 2024, where we kind of have a gauge one way or the other, Bill, on if he's the long-term answer. So I, I think that buys Matt LaFleur sometimes. I think Brian Kudakun certainly has job security. Mark Murphy's down to his last couple of years as the team president. I don't think necessarily he wants to make dramatic changes in his final, you know, 24 to 36 months on the job. So, no, I, I Bill, I, I think, again, unless unless these guys are fighting for the number one pick in the draft and the season absolutely blows up on them. Um, I, I, I think Gutekunst and LaFleur are certainly here uh, at least through 2024. Rob, great stuff. Enjoy the holiday. We'll touch base uh, right around the draft again, okay? All right, Billy. It's always fun. You have a great holiday, too. All right, bud. Uh, talk to you soon. There you go. Rob Reichel from Conley Media uh, has written numerous books regarding the Green Bay Packers, also Forbes.com, covering the Packers, giving us his opinion and kind of breaking it all down as well. Thanks to him for uh, joining us. Uh, over on the hotline, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, I, I know I had a, a buddy of mine the other day that said, hey, what's the new sponsor for the patio stuff? i got to get some patio furniture. As the weather starts to turn warmer, it's Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Uh, they've got everything, whether it's for your home, the bar stools, the dart boards, darts, family games, fire pits, you name it, they've got it uh, for the outside and such. Inside, pool tables, shuffle boards, table games, all that. But what I'm looking for and what I'm going over there for is uh, a couple of years ago, I got my patio furniture from them. And, oh, my God, I love it. And it lasts. I, I mean, I leave it out in the weather, and you shouldn't, but I do. And I've never had an issue. Never. I just, every year, just blast it off with the uh, pressure washer and uh, just put a little scrub on it, and it's perfect again. The table, everything. Uh, but I'm going to be looking for a new umbrella this year, and that's where I'm going to go. They've got the big giant ones that kind of overhang, so to speak, with the lights and everything in them. Or if you got one that you just need in the middle of your uh, patio table or picnic table or whatever it may be with the base, they've got, and they have those as well. So uh, they have the Adirondack chairs that are going to last a lifetime. Uh, like I had mentioned, fire pits, both gas and wood, so many different things. And the best part about it is it's quality. It's, quite, it's not something that's going to break apart in a year or two years or even three years. I've had this patio furniture for a while now, and it doesn't show any sign of even wear. So I can't recommend Master Z's enough. They've been a longtime friend and longtime sponsor. Call them, 
746-5931. They came on board this year for our motorcycle ride and helping veterans. Uh, so they do that as well. they got a good heart there. 262-746-5931 for in-store specials on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, Wisconsin. But come from anywhere in the state. You'll want to see their giant warehouse. 262-746-5931. That is Masters E. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.